Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. Beginning hour number two of the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Also, the site of this year's Pro Bowl. Let me tell you, Wes, I did not think, after watching the first three plays live on the air with you, mm-hmm. that this, it's, I don't want to say that this is enjoyable. That's not the right word for it. <laughs> but but something. there's something. It's something there. I don't know what it is, Wes, mm-hmm. but it is there mm-hmm. as the AFC is just struck again. And they're going for two, five minutes to go in the second quarter. Defense has started to settle in with back-to-back stops. Yes. Offenses have quickly corrected that. They're going for two in a running play. And he's stuffed. A run defense. Najee Harris stuffed on the, uh, and that was basically uh, uh, wrapping up Devin White. Obviously not throwing him down. Wrap him up. Once you give your body up, they blow the whistle. So there's no real tackling in this game. And uh, one thing that we were talking about over the break, you had a a friend of yours, I guess, here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And she saw uh, Travis Kelsey at an ATM machine last night. That's one angle that we didn't cover. It's like, you know, maybe these guys went out and had some dinner last night. Might have went to uh, Hakkasan or Omnia or one of the great clubs here in Las Vegas. Uh, but this was an early kickoff, though. So maybe maybe had to get in bed by 3 or 4 oh. at least because this was a 12 o'clock. Uh, and it wasn't even a kickoff. It was basically somebody takes the ball and starts the game. All I'll just say is we were supposed to get together, and then we didn't. And then I saw our Instagram. IG tells all. Mm-mm. I was like, oh. The gram, you got to be careful on that gram, man. Oh, no, I didn't know that was. Oh, okay, I see what you're I doing. just use the gram to follow my friends like, children's picks and like their dog picks and that's basically it you live a much more innocent life than i do 
Uh, let's get back very quickly to Pebble Beach, where right now we have a four-way lead. Uh, Joel Damon has dropped out of that. He is back to 15 under par. But, you know, Jordan Spieth here, right there in the name of the top, when you look at pedigree, and obviously Patrick Cantlay as well. Mm-hmm. I've had a, a running joke with, with friends of mine about Jordan Spieth for a number of years now, where I say he's basically today's version of Patrick Harrington. Yes. You win three majors early, and then, you know, we see your name around, but you're not really there. When you look at Jordan Spieth, not just this week at Pebble Beach, but, Wes, would you consider that when we get into, and we're going to get into those futures, certainly mm-hmm. for Augusta National, is it Jordy's time again? Is he is he close to being a major champion well, again? Well, he's certainly always a contender there, sure. of course. And, of course, Jordan Spieth, being a former winner here at Pebble Beach, won this event in 2017 by four strokes over Kelly Craft that year. So, yeah, absolutely. And then he didn't win for about two and a half there years. And then kind of showed some signs of life around this time last year. And it's like, oh, he's going to win. He's going to win. And then it took him a couple months. He did win the Valero Texas Open. And that got him back uh, on the skid there and or back on the winning side there. Rather, Andrew Putnam also pars number nine here. So let's give you some updated prices. We do have a four-way tie at the leaderboard. Troy Merritt through 13 holes. So he's a few groups ahead of these lead groups. So that's why you see his odds a little bit longer. Troy Merritt plus 650. Patrick Cantlay currently nine to five plus 180. Jordan Speed plus two and a quarter. Andrew Putnam six to one. The two guys one stroke back, that being Joel Damon and Tom Hoagie. They are at 15 under par. They're both at 12 to one, respectively, starting their back nine. Bo Hosler trying to hang in there, currently at 50 to one. Mm. Bo Hosler, I believe, by the way, he is on number nine right now. He is currently three back. So I want to see. He does have a 10 footer for birdie, so could get with back within two of the lead. Okay, the reason why I bring that up too is we'll keep an eye on that leaderboard here with Speed right there at the top uh, with Cantley, uh, Merritt, and Putnam, as you mentioned here. Is I look ahead to the Masters. And I see, of course, the short favorite there to win this year's of Masters, which, by the way, is just two months away. Mm-hmm. So he can't wait for the azaleas, the whole thing, the pageantry. It's John Rahm. He's plus 750 to be the favorite to win. The second betting favorite as we sit here today, and this is subject to change, is Jordan Spieth. Right. At plus 1,000. That still surprises me. Like, I get it. He might still be the best putter in the world, Wes. And, mm-hmm. you, and I know you and Brady Cannon, long shots, you guys break these numbers down better than anybody. But I don't know that I trust him, Jordan Spieth here, to be the second betting favorite well, at Augusta. Well, I mean, I, I don't really think that he should be because you got to look. He's kind of sharing that a little bit with Colin Marikawa, who's obviously been a very hot player. Dustin Johnson, a former Masters champion, two years ago won that November Masters at 20 under par when I had Cameron Smith at 125 to 1. But I digress here. <laughs> Shoots 15 under and you lose by five. Uh, but DJ, 14 to 1. The only guy I have in pocket right now is Justin Thomas, 14 to 1. Okay. Because I do believe Justin Thomas, he made a change in the offseason. That was a guy who was on his bag, and he's got Jim Bones McKay uh-huh. out of retirement. And if you know Bones McKay, he was Phil Mickelson's bagman for the better part of 25 years. And McKay, you know, had a nice career in television with Golf Channel and NBC. Mm-hmm. He was very comfortable doing that, but said, you know what? The only guy I'm up. going out of, uh, you know, back on the course for is Justin Thomas because I think he's that good. So, uh, JT, you're kind of seeing on the international exchanges, 14 to 1, Rory McElroy there, and then rounding out the guys 20 to 1 or less, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. So, one of the interesting things about betting the Masters, too, Dave, is a lot of these prices are up, you know, come the fall. 
or, you know, maybe at the start first of the year, they'll start to put them up. So you've had master's prices that are up like four, five, six months. It's not like the PGA where it's like, okay, you only get the prices up maybe a couple, three weeks in advance. So you have a lot less time. So you're going to see more fluctuation. You know, when a guy wins, you're going to see him shortened. I know, uh, Brady Cannon got on Cameron Smith uh, when, you know, after 36 holes, when he, after he won that, or before he won that first event, rather, in Kapalua at the Century Tournament of Champions. So, you know, you're getting him 40, 45 to 1. You're now seeing him on the board. He's 25 to 1, 28 to 1, something like that. So a lot of that is timing with Masters. So inevitably, even though it's a smaller field, only like 80 to 90 players in the field, because it's a tournament invitation, it's not, you can't really qualify right. necessarily for the Masters like you can for the Open Championship of the U.S. Open. So what they do is, you know, they go ahead and shorten these prices when these guys win, and it's kind of a race to get the best number. And inevitably, if you're betting a lot of these futures, you have a ton of exposure, and you have some guys at really good numbers that you're not going to be able to get tournament week when they get to Augusta. Let me ask about two names, one of them that you mentioned and one that you did not. The one you did not is Hideki Matsuyama, the defending champion at Augusta. I'm seeing uh, 25 to 1. Yeah, that's pretty much the consensus. And look, Hideki's already won this year, won the Sony Open at Wileye. Hit that great second shot oh in the playoff goodness. against Russell Henley. That, you know, three wood from the uh, fairway uh, to about three feet and ended up eagling the uh, playoff hole, the 18th there, and won an event. So, And he also won this fall back in his native Japan in the Zozo Championship. So this is a guy very much in form. And 25 to 1, I think, is fair, though, on him. Well, guys don't repeat, right? That's mm-hmm. the, Unless you, what, Tiger Woods, it's, it's rare to see – back-to-back Masters champions, right? right? So is that part of the equation there? They go, even though he's in form, he's already got to win this year, but yet, even as a defending champion, with well, you know, all that comes with it, I you got to set think the dinner. So. Yeah, you're doing the dinner. And, you There's know, a lot of things. Obviously, Matsuyama being the golfing hero of a nation over there in Japan, you've constantly got media. Like, I was out at the uh, event, uh, uh, the CJ Cup, uh, at the Summit Club out here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. a few months ago, and... I was right by Matsuyama's group, and he has always got a lot of Japanese media, like a horde of Japanese media around him. Every tournament he plays, everywhere he goes. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Okay, the the name you did mention that I have to inquire about, because I think people are going to see the number and go, i got to bet the number. Mm-hmm. And that's on Bryson DeChambeau at 20-1. to 1. Right now, but that, that number's going to get shorter no, before he did, you get he there, he did right? withdraw in, at did. Saudi Arabia this weekend, and he is battling a little bit of a wrist injury, some back issues. So that number probably could drift up. But then if he wins at a place that he's won before, like let's say he wins at Bay Hill, at the Bay Hill Invitational, Arnold Palmer's tournament, then all of a sudden he drifts down. So he still, I think, has some room to like kind of drift up a little bit before he shortens in terms of the odds. All right, so again, we'll, we'll keep an eye, uh, an eye on that. I want to say one thing, though, as I look across. There is a prop on one guy out there, and that's Tiger Woods. He is listed at plus 4,000. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play at Augusta National? Because if he plays, people are going to bet. Yeah, Tiger people, Woods. he's not a price-sensitive golfer. Uh, people are just going to bet him because they want to root for him. So you will have people, I guarantee you, one of the things they'll do during Super Bowl week, especially if they're out during the weekdays where it's a little less busy, oh, all my buddies back home, they knew I was coming to Vegas, so they want some tickets for, like, Masters Futures or or something like that or, or certain other sports. Maybe they want to bet, like, NBA Futures or they want to bet World Series Futures for baseball. You will see a ton of Tiger Woods tickets in terms of whatever the price is. You're never going to get a fair price on Tiger Woods 
ever. Even with everything he's gone through with the injuries and the fact that he has not teed it up in a very long time, people are always going to bet him because they want to root for him. Okay, I am upset. Because as I look down the board from Tiger Woods, I'm like, well, Phil Mickelson's got to be shorter odds than Tiger Woods. Not only is he longer odds, he's double the odds, Mm -hmm. plus 8,000. He won last year. Right. At the PGA Championship, people. But we know that there's a lot of variance, too, with Phil. But because amidst all but, winning that Wanamaker 8, trophy, won, won that Wanamaker trophy, right, at 51 years old, the oldest ever to do it in terms of a major on the on the PGA Tour. However, look at a lot of Phil's form. You see a lot of missed cuts. You see a lot of balloon scores uh, down the board. So it's not like he's consistently doing it week after week. Now, he has the ability, and nobody has more knowledge of Augusta National than Phil Mickelson. So, look, Phil Mickelson will probably take some support because he's won a couple green jackets down there. But there's a reason why he's 80-1. to I think that price is absolutely right. Okay, we have a sack in the Pro Bowl. It's going to be fourth down. For the NFC, minute 44 to go before halftime, 28-21. And I just saw Trayvon Diggs. They threw it to Trayvon. Guess who was checking him at corner? Stephon Diggs. Diggs on Diggs. <laughs> Incomplete. Diggs on Diggs crime. Diggs on Diggs. They could have called pass inter, but I don't know if they can call, call pass interference in this game. Might be ineligible rule. Uh, so fourth down here. So, again, for those first half backers for the NFC, huge pivotal play. Coming up, we'll update you on the golf, the NBA, and of course, this riveting Pro Bowl going on right here in Las Vegas. So don't go anywhere. We got you covered. It's the Green Zone right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. 
Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. Game right around the corner. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM. Four terms and conditions must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We have come to halftime of the Pro Bowl out here in Las Vegas. So if you had AFC in the first half, cash it. If you have the over, cash it. 28-21 halftime score there. So I don't know if they're going to get to 101 and a half anymore as the defense has now held them to 49, but still Mm -hmm. do the math. A huge offensive explosion. 31 and a half, by the way, was the first half total, I believe, just before they concluded and went to halftime here. 87 and a half was the end game here. So trying to see, we'll get it to you from BetMGM once it gets put up for a second half price. But I got to think second half total, probably around like, 38 and a half somewhere in that or vicinity. somewhere right around 40, but uh, we shall see and we'll get it to you when we get it. All right. And our guy, Brian Ortega works with us here at Visa and we're rooting for your guy, Bo Hostler, who by the way, has gotten it back to 14 under two off the lead and a really nice approach on 10 short birdie opportunity there. So potentially Bo could get back in the mix pre-flop 400 to one. Mm-hmm. So you don't get many opportunities to cash that one. So hopefully at least he'll get back in contention there. Let's get to get some college hoops updates here before we get further along on the green zone here. Let's talk about Minnesota and Iowa in the Big Ten today uh, with the Hawkeyes being the home team here. Minnesota, 4-1 ATS, though, in their last five on the road. So they've actually been a pretty good play there. 6-1 and one in their last seven ATS overall. Iowa, though, 5-1 and one ATS in their last six as a home fave, which they are today. And the over has played well, 19-7-1 in their last 27 games overall. And no Fran McCaffrey, by the way, for the Iowa Hawkeyes out due to COVID-19 protocol. So the assistant coach, Billy Taylor, will step in as the active head coach for today. Minnesota trying to win for the first time at Carver Hawkeyes since 2015. They already played once this year in the first matchup up in the barn in Minneapolis 
Iowa got it done by 10, 81 to 71. But Minnesota shorthanded with some guys injured and also some COVID protocols. Minnesota is just two and eight in conference play. So they got off to that really hot start because mm-hmm. this was a team that most people picked to finish last in the Big Ten this season. And, you know, they'd been scrappy. They got off to a good start in the non-conference, but you're like, okay, they're going to get a dose of reality where they just don't have the talent. Ben Johnson scrambling to put together a roster, a lot of transfers. I think they only had one scholarship player return to the program from last season after Richard Pitino got fired, and he's now the coach down at University of New Mexico. But Minnesota, while they're 2-8 and eight in Big Ten play, it's not like they've been getting blown out, really. They've been fairly competitive. Iowa comes in back-to-back losses to Purdue and Penn State, 14 and 7 on the season, only 4 and 6 in the Big 10, but 11 and 2 at home. They're averaging 90 points and 9 steals a contest while shooting 80% from the foul line, about 48% from the field at home. Number 1 in the country in assist to turnover margin. They don't turn the ball over. They force turnovers, but Iowa we know is not a really good defensive team they no. they don't they're not resistant at the rim if you beat them off the bounce you're going to get what you want from a shot standpoint but this has gone up to 13 here mm-hmm. and, and I know that Iowa did win by double digits at Minnesota but this is a team that you know they can score points and they can cover big numbers because their offense is so good but they're giving up 71 points a game. Now they get turnovers and that's what helps them, but they're not a team. That's like a really good half court, shut you down type of team. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see a little bit. Maybe people are just thinking Iowa's is going to bounce back off those two losses, but seeing 13 in the market, it's still 12 and a half at bet MGM did not bet this, but would lean Minnesota here in the spot. All right. And uh, very quickly here, uh, Andrew Putnam uh, just missed a putt for a share of the lead. Troy Merritt mm-hmm. uh, after getting a birdie, I believe on 14, he is now in, he's now your solo leader here at 1700 par, but he's going to run out of holes. You and I said that we think, 19 might be the number, maybe yeah. 18. Yeah. Maybe if we were a little aggressive with the 19, but certainly it's going to be somewhere in that vicinity. Merritt, though, now plus 250, 5-2 to, to win this thing. Patrick Cantlay is still the favorite at plus 225, but getting condensed here a little bit. Jordan Speed 3-1, to one, Andrew Putnam plus 750, Tom Hoagie 12-1, to one, Joel Damon 16-1, Bo Hosler 33-1, to one, and then everybody else triple digits. For people that see that and they go, Troy Merritt plus 250, he's got a one-shot lead? Coming down the stretch with four mm-hmm. to play, do they think what am I missing? I don't know if maybe they're thinking, uh, you know, if they want to bet that that okay, these guys, you know, are going to succumb to the pressure down the stretch mm-hmm. because you do have two par fives on the back nine. Troy Merritt, I believe, is now through fourteen holes, so he has played one of the par fives already, and he did just birdie, and that's why he has the lead. But Troy Merritt only four holes to play. I still think, okay, he's got a birdie at par five at 18 and probably has to birdie one of the three holes before that, 15, 16, or 17, and post 19 under. I think that's the number that you're looking to post here if you like Troy Merritt. All right, so we'll keep an eye on what Merritt can do down the stretch here. As Again, he's got four holes left to play here in regulation. Uh, let's get back to college basketball uh, for one more handicap here, and that would be Houston against Cincinnati. Bearcats at home. Uh, getting about six that we're seeing here with a pretty uh, relatively uh, average total here, 133 here uh, for the over-under. You look at Cincinnati, long gone are the days of Bob Huggins and Nick Van Exel and Kenyon mm-hmm. Martin, uh, but the Bearcats getting points at home. What do you make of that move today? Yeah, and, and Houston uh, has been kind of a juggernaut really here in uh, 
the AAC, they've been pretty much the dominant program, and they're currently 19-2. and They have won 11 in a row. They're 8-0 in the conference. Uh, first time going on the road to face Cincinnati, first of that series here in the American Athletic Conference. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of think that this line, at when it looked short, that means, okay, oh, I want to jump in on Houston. Not necessarily. I think, uh, you know, it, it almost looks like too good to be true, like too short here. Hmm. Cincinnati, Wes Miller, first-year head coach, was at UNC Greensboro, a respectable 15-6. and six. They don't really have – they have that one signature win in the non-conference where they beat Illinois, but this is a team that would probably be a little bit bubblicious. Houston would be comfortably in the tournament. No doubt. They'd probably be like a two or three seed right now if the uh, draw came out this afternoon, but – Cincinnati, very good defensively. Number one in effective field goal percentage defense. So, Wes Miller has got them playing well, playing solid defense, because oftentimes with the first-year head coach, I think it's tough to get them to buy in. So, Houston, because they're on that winning streak, is going to get the money. So, maybe way before tip-off, starting to see six and a half at BetMGM. Might even see a seven pop, and I think that that's absolutely the buy point on Cincinnati this afternoon. All right, one more game just to round out the college basketball slate for the day here. Uh, Wyoming, the Cowboys getting four on the road at Fresno State with a total there. At about 129. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I might want to do an in-game because the number was a little higher and I wanted to lay, but I do like the Fresno State side. Wyoming, by the way, has won three in a row, and they are 18-3, and 7-1 and one in the league. Wyoming has been tremendous under Jeff Linder, who came in from Northern Colorado. They are number 20 nationally in adjusted offensive efficiency. They shoot very well at the rim, seventh in the country, 57.4%. Graham E.K., Looks like perhaps he is going to be the Mountain West player of the year. Uh, certainly looked like it the other night when he beat Boise State Thursday night. But Wyoming has had a lot of emotional games lately and a lot of very close games. Started on January 22nd when they beat New Mexico by two, and that's a rebuild for Richard Patino down there. Then they lost by three at Boise State. Then they got a buzzer beater to win at Air Force. Then after that, three days later, they go to overtime with Colorado State and win at the Arena Auditorium in Laramie, 84-78 in overtime. Beat Boise State then a couple days later, 72-65. That was a one-possession game in the final minute. Just Boise couldn't hit a shot in Wyoming, you know, the foul game. Mm -hmm. So extended the lead a little bit. So now how much do they have left in the tank after you play all of these emotional games and all of these very close games? Fresno State off two blowout wins beat San Jose State, and then beat Nevada on Friday night. I do like Fresno State here in the spot. I don't really love the number. It is looking like it's getting bad mm -hmm. because I think Wyoming's kind of been living a little right lately, and that's where you look kind of at the luck factor or you look at some of the shot quality data in terms of our opponents missing layups against them and getting quality looks and just not hitting them. So I do like Fresno State here. This might be like an in-game that I wait for here after the show, though. I don't really want to lay three and a half or four. Was hoping to be maybe laying around one and a half mm. or two or maybe even getting points, but I think Wyoming's going to get got here this afternoon. Ooh, okay, uh, very quickly, back to the Preble Beach Pro-Am here. And again, rooting for our guy, Brian Ortega, who's got a big ticket on Bo Hostler. Looked like he was done, right? Kind of mm -hmm. had a bad front first night. I'm sure Brian has not given up because Hostler hasn't given up couple birdies here as he begins the backside. And all of a sudden, he's at 1,500 par, just two off the lead mm -hmm. of Troy Merritt with a lot of holes still yet to be played. So it feels like, boy, if you got a ticket on, on Tom Hoagie, you're still right there. If you got a ticket on Bo Hostler, you're still right there at 1,500. But I think our, our thinking is here, the math, 
you probably at least have to get to 18. You'd mm. love 19 yeah. to be safe. But yeah, if you get all back the, to 18, all you these shot. leaders, by the way, still have the two par fives to play, except for Troy Merritt, who's already played the first one. So you got to think those are birdie chances. You got to birdie those. But I still think 19 under might win the thing, but at least it would get you in a playoff. All right, we're rooting for you there. So don't give up yet, Brian Ortega. When we come back, Doug Kralstein's going to join us, break down everything in the Super Bowl props and otherwise. Come on back. It's the Green Zone here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. That VEASAN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. My goodness, it's going to be wild in a week. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here on the Green Zone as they get ready to kick it off for the third quarter. Not kick it off. I think you just get the ball. Here as we begin the Pro Bowl, but really we don't know the rules, but we know that it's tight at Pebble Beach. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> tight, by the way. Troy Merritt still with a one-shot lead here. And uh, one real quick thing before we get to our guest, and we'll get into the game later on. Mm-hmm. Pacers and Cavs play tonight, but they're already playing in the trade market. Oh, Karis Levert is going to be on the move. Okay. Indiana Pacers finally going to blow this up. So Karis Levert going to Cleveland for Ricky Rubio's expiring contract and a lottery protected 2022 and first round pick plus two second round picks from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Jordan Spieth with a nice birdie on 12. He has now tied Troy Merritt with a two-player lead at the top of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We'll keep you updated on everything going on in-game. But let's bring in Doug Crawstein, pro betting expert and contributor for PicksWise. Follow him on Twitter at PropBetGuy. And that's what we're going to start with here, Wes, as we uh, look forward to catching up with, with Doug here, is the prop bet scenarios, Doug. Because you and I were talking before we started this, and I said, well, I feel like this year is going to be the biggest and most action we've seen on, on prop betting in the Super Bowl. But you said to me, this is probably going to be every year going forward, right? It's really starting to blossom. Yeah, exactly. And thanks, guys, for having me. Um, But, yeah, you know, as we move forward, it feels like every Super Bowl is going to be the biggest in terms (laughs) of prop betting, you know, especially as more and more states get legalized and, you know, more books are open up and more props come out. I mean, every year there's just even more and more categories that I had never seen before. And, Doug, to that end, and let's just give some advice for the new prop better here because they're going to get to the Super Bowl next week. They're going to see this menu that they haven't really seen. It's probably never going to obviously see in, in a regular season game. It's going to be the most expansive prop betting market uh, for the Super Bowl, obviously with things like coin toss and where there will be a safety and all those kind of oddity special bets. What would your beginner's advice be to people getting into the prop betting scenario? Yeah, great question. So I think it's two pieces of advice. And the first is, especially for the Super Bowl, because like you said, I mean, it's like a cheesecake factory type (laughs) menu, never ending, you know, just page after page after page of so many things you can bet on. Try your best to go through everything before you actually start wagering. And I know that sounds easy, but you know, if you're going down the list and you see something you absolutely love, don't immediately press send or go up to the window and, and put that bet in. Maybe, you know, Go down the entire list and try to narrow it down. You don't need to, especially with this this game, you don't need to try to bet every single prop. Um, you know, I've seen some people get in trouble over, you know, kind of expanding their budget a little too much. So try to go through everything, manage your money, obviously. 
um, maybe pick your five favorite or set, you know, give yourself a budget and kind of adhere to that, if you will. Yeah, you know, because there's going to be more and more props that kind of pop up over the week as well. You know, earlier on the program, we had Vinny Mayula on, so it's the odds over at South Point. And mm-hmm. Vinny said, you know, maybe take 100 bucks and find your five best props and have fun with $20 props. Yeah. Maybe that scenario does. And that's especially good advice, too, for new bettors mm-hmm. because we're, we're yeah. obviously getting more and more new bettors as this becomes – in more jurisdictions that have sports betting, New York State, of course, joined the party recently and uh, doing this absolutely massive numbers. So you're getting new bettors that maybe don't have the experience. So that's very good advice. Uh, Doug, let me get to the game props here, because usually the index props are the first things to come out before we get in all the player props. And we'll get to that momentarily. Any particular game props that you've already played or something that you're looking at for Super Bowl 56? We're looking at game as opposed to player right now. Yeah, well, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, some of the index yeah. props, like game props uh, in specific. Yeah, you know, so I, I think I think it was 47 and a half for the longest field goal. Um, so, obviously, that could go for either team. Um, I like the over on that. You know, you got two kickers with two strong legs. I mean, we've seen Nick Pearson on Cincinnati drill just 50-yarder after 50-yarder. Um, both defenses are kind of bend-don't-break type defenses, so I do see them kind of buckling down as we get towards uh, the red zone or even, you know, maybe like the 30-yard line. So, you know, and with two-minute drills factoring in and this game potentially staying close, I, I see some long field goals attempts coming in. So I like the over on that 47 and a half. Yeah, it's definitely uh, – I'm looking at a lot of kicker props myself this year, Doug, which is something mm-hmm. I've never done in the past. But, again, <laughs> exactly. you, you know, we don't see these menus, and I love, like, Evan McPherson. I saw Juice slightly to the over at minus 125, but seven and a half total points – for McPherson, you just mentioned it, Doug. You have to kind of game script these things in your head before you just go to the window and blindly bet them. But to your point, you could see a scenario where with, with the bend don't break defense and these teams trust these kickers, they're not going to take a lot of shots and you know to risk points certainly earlier rather than later. So those kicker props might be really juicy this year, right? Oh, absolutely. I think there's going to be some level. It's not going to be full-blown conservative game plans, obviously. These are very high-powered offenses, but I do think, you know, whether it's jitters or, you know, kind of just getting a feel for each other, I do think it might, you know, not be as high-scoring as as people are maybe hoping for. So I I like the kickers in this one to kind of rack up the field goals as opposed to just the extra points. Um, So, I, yeah, I definitely lean towards the over on McPherson as well. So, Doug, one of the things we've talked about here on VSIN pretty much all week in terms of, like, general prop advice with more bettors in the market, you're going to see more bettors with the proclivity to bet the overs on a lot of these player props, especially the superstars, Mm -hmm. the, the quarterbacks and the Cooper Cups and the Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. and what have you so I always advise if you like overs bet them early don't necessarily bet them late if you like unders wait until the last minute you'll probably get the best value any player props you've already played for this game yeah and I so while I 100% agree with your advice I didn't follow it for my my favorite bet of the the game so far Uh, Joe Mixon I actually played this already I actually did fear that it was going to go down um, I played under 95 and a half receiving mm-hmm. plus rushing yards. So total yards for Mixon. Um, I think you could still get it probably around 92 or 93. And I still like it at that level. The Rams run defense is just, it's, it's been spectacular all season top five in pretty much most metrics that you could find. Um, and Mixon, you know, he squeaked over four yards of carry last week, but that was really by the virtue of overtime. And I think Kansas city's defense was kind of just stunned that they were even in overtime. Um, 
but he's really not been the most efficient on the ground. And we know the troubles that the Bengals offensive line has had. Um, and while he has kind of opened up and, you know, gotten some yards through the air, I do think P Ryan's going to factor in. So um, I think both the rushing and receiving is maybe just a little inflated. So taking this combined line with a built-in cushion, I love it. So I, I bet the under on that. And already. Dave, I actually agree with that prop. I think that's a good call by Doug, because one of the themes that we've been talking about, about the Bengals throughout the playoffs and really throughout their season it seems like sometimes they waste a lot of first down yeah. guys where they run the mm -hmm. ball so much on first down. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in second long. And we know that offensive line, obviously not fully developed yet. And you've got a very good young quarterback who can move and get out of the pocket, but took nine sacks against Tennessee. So to Doug's point, I think maybe you will see the Bengals this time around, try to throw a little bit more on first down. We certainly saw it more in the second half against Kansas City. No doubt about it. Talking with Doug Kralstein, follow him on Twitter at, prop bet guy and Doug let's stay with the something Wes and I've talked about throughout the season here in the green zone in the NFL and obviously it feels like you get taxed a little bit when you play a lot of overs because the public likes to play those specifically with the player props for the quarterbacks is that already juiced up naturally because we know novice betters when they come into the prop space are going to go oh quarterbacks yards over is that something that, that novice betters here in this space should be where when they look at those quarterback props? Yeah, I, I do think so. As a general rule of thumb, I think um, the sharper bet is definitely usually towards the under for like passing yards or completions or any, you know, any volume or stat based prop for um, a quarterback. Cause like you said, yeah, absolutely. You know, you see yards and oh, Matt Stafford, he'll easily throw for 300 yards. Now, you know, that being said, I do kind of like the over for both quarterbacks passing yards in this game. Not something I'm going to bet. I would lean over it. But, yeah, you know, the one thing I kind of advise people with these player props is try not to romanticize the player like Cooper Cup. You know, right. uh, Cooper Cup, 104 yards. Oh, he's been crushing that all season. Well, you know, you also have to assess the matchup. You have to assess game script and where the book is setting the line. So it's really, you know, try not to just fall in love with the player that you're betting on when Got you it. look at these. Got about a minute to go here, Doug. Very quickly, just want to ask NBA, because we know you, you're heavily into that as well. Yeah. Again, just for the newcomer out there, is there any tips of the trade that you would give to those new bettors into that NBA prop betting space? Yeah, I think the NBA, out of all the sports that I do, um, is, is the most matchup dependent. So, you know, definitely assess these matchups if you're looking at a points prop or anything, you know, because defenses vary from team to team. So make sure you're really taking into consideration how teams play against similar like players. Hey, Doug, really appreciate the time and the information. Again, follow him on Twitter at prop bet guy. And again, we'll be doing some of, the, some of those prop bets ourselves here as we get ready a week away. So enjoy the rest of your week, Doug, and then enjoy the Super Bowl next Sunday. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. All right. Really good having him on, by the way, update from the pro bowl. Set a seven minute drive in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it did end in a touchdown. Mac Jones gets it 34 21. AFC starting to run away with this thing. Seven and a half minutes ago, took the half of the third quarter to get that first score, but they did get it. We'll update that, and we got drama at Pebble Beach. Come on back. It's the Green Zone right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. 
and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, bro. you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VEASAN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000 when you register with BetMGM. You're also going to get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com, enter the bonus code VEASAN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here on the Green Zone on Beeson. And right now, the NFC 
They're down right now, and I believe the AFC just got a stop. So they're up 34-21. AFC, we're laying about, what, a point and a half, mm-hmm. I believe, on this preflop. So right now, looking good to cover that number about six minutes to go here in the third quarter. Mm. Drama at Pebble Beach, but you also have some NBA. We do. No defense in the Pro Bowl and also is in, in the NBA. Yeah, no defense in uh, Denver, Colorado either because uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Denver Nuggets, mm. we did mention that Brooklyn – Last game on the road trip and defense optional for that last game on the road trip. 76 to 75 is your halftime score in Denver. And by the way, that first half total is what? 117 and a half easily shattered that. So second half total starting to get bet down a little bit, actually gone down from 112 to 111. Cause usually you'll see that if you get that real high scoring first half, Oftentimes in the second half, you'll get lower scoring, but in-game adjusted number, I believe 262 and a half currently Denver minus five for the second half. So 76, 75, a couple other games at halftime, Philadelphia over the Chicago Bulls, 61 to 52 Bulls closed as a four point favorite. So off to a very good start. Second half price Bulls pick 106 for the second half total and Detroit leading at Minnesota 56 to 55 Detroit was a double digit underdog leading the first half. So Minnesota minus eight for the second half, 112 the total. All right. And right now at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, we do look like we might be getting separation. Remember, we had a log log jam there, five guys not too long ago at 16 under par. One guy's at 18 under. And -hmm. that guy is Jordan Spieth. He can get hot. We've talked about him. We talked about him for Augusta National here in a couple months, the second uh, betting favorite right now to win it. He's through 13. He's at 18 under par. Mm -hmm. And you and I mentioned 19 might be the number. That number might be posted by Jordan Spieth. Well, and Jordan Spieth right now, we have our first odds-on favorite of the round. He is currently minus 150. Patrick Cantlay at plus 550. Troy Merritt and Tom Hoagie, 9-1. Bo Hosler, 12-1. Joel Damon, 20-1 as he misses a birdie there. And mm-hmm. Andrew Putnam, 25-1. Only seven players available for live wagering now at BetMGM as we're getting kind of down in the nitty-gritty on the back nine. So it looks like a seven-man race to win this golf tournament. But right now, the guy ahead of the race, Jordan Spieth, 18 under through 13. Troy Merritt, one back at 17. And then Tom Hoagie and Patrick Cantlay, as well as Bo Hosler, and Andrew Putnam at 16 under, Joel Damon 15 under, and that's pretty much the line of separation. And again, I know people don't like to hop on there and bet favorites, right? That's not the way you're trying to to get that plus money, if you will, here with Jordan Spieth. But you said to me before we came out of break, and you said, this is a putting contest now. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in a putting contest with Jordan Spieth. No. More, than, more often than not, you're not going to win that putting contest. Yeah, and when you look at, like, the strokes gain stuff, and that's often something I, I very much look at if you read uh, any of my columns and mm-hmm. point spread weekly. Uh, I always do, you know, a lot of strokes gain approach, some strokes gain putting, depending on the surface. So uh, right now here in the fourth round, actually, Troy Merritt has been the best putter, plus 2.62, but – if you look for the event, Jordan Spieth right up there in terms, and really it's been Jordan Spieth's approach game that's yeah. really been carrying him all week because uh, strokes gained approach for the event, and they're just taking the two rounds at Pebble Beach, mind you, no strokes gained data over at Monterey Peninsula or Spyglass Hill, which was part of this uh, rotation through the first three rounds. But Jordan Spieth averaging plus 3.29 strokes gained approach, and I mentioned 
that was an important statistic this week because this is not a course where you got to be really long. These are just courses around a little bit under 7,000 yards. And look, Jordan Spieth, we know, is not the biggest hitter no. off the tee in the world in terms of distance. But who is leading the field for strokes gain approach? That would be one Jordan Spieth. So always an important category. And when you're like modeling and looking at stats for golf tournaments to handicap these, strokes gain approach pretty much almost every week. And that, of course, is your iron play. There it is. That's always going to be an important factor if you're trying to knock down a winner here. Okay, yeah, because again, th- that means you're basically just getting it close to the hole. Mm-hmm. And for as good a putter as Jordan Spieth is, he doesn't, if he's close to the hole, right. he's going to be right at, if not in the lead at any tournament he plays. That's how good that short game can be because the putter is normally what bails him out. Mm-hmm. But if he's hitting it tight, he doesn't need the putter to bail him out. And that's how Jordan Spieth, back when he was really the best player in the world for a stretch in 15, 16, 17, that's what he was doing on the regular basis here in 2022. Haven't seen it as much, but when you see it on a course like this, right. that's a good sign for him. And again, Augusta might be a little bit long for him coming up in a couple months, but if he can keep getting it close on the approaches, he'll have a shot. He was 11 hole or 11 shots rather off the lead through 36 holes. That would be the largest 36-hole deficit to overcome to win in the history of the AT&T Pebble Beach wow. Program. The long history of this event would also tie the largest 36-hole comeback to win a PGA Tour event over the last 15 years. Obviously, a lot of golf to play, and uh, Jordan Spieth looking at that drive Ooh. go right, and it looks like he is going to be uh, in, just in the first cut. So that was looking like it was heading toward the bunker, but he looks very safe and sound on 14. That's uh, Look, for somebody who doesn't hit it very far out there, those are sometimes the advantageous misses. He gets his fair share of breaks. We saw that 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 oh. shot he played yesterday that it was impossible and, and, and made it work and got it, uh, I think, within like 10 feet, like an impossible shot. And he just has a knack for those because you look at him play, it's like, how the hell does this guy win so much? And that's how he wins. He makes incredible shots. Uh, nice little approach there for Hoagie on 13. All right, and again, back to the Pro Bowl very quickly. The picking up of the scoring has now started, but it's all one-way action here. Steph Diggs, you know, it's funny because, again, we, we mentioned this. They're going to use him on offense. Well, he just uh, they were going to do, do the old reverse and flea flicker again. Mm-hmm. He just said, no, I'll just run it in. So I don't know if that's really fair. Look, the rules are spotty at best. The defense is not looking for you to take off when you do that. Right. But Steph Diggs did, and he beat beat Trayvon on the way in. So mm-hmm. Diggs on Diggs crime again. Yeah, that, that, that was personal. Yeah, that was absolutely personal. So uh, uh, there you see 40 to They're 21. Point. Yeah, 130. Well, you got to get the kicker some reps. He's got to get his varsity letter, right? Everybody's got to play at least one game. So extra point is good. 41 to 21, all American football conference. Okay, again, pre-flop 65. Mm-hmm. So you've got 62 here. You got a quarter and a minute. It's 16 and a half minutes. If you didn't get, if somehow it freezes right here. Would this be the worst beat in the history of beats? Probably so. I, I think that you guys are safe on your plea flop total. But look, right, uh, if you went ahead and followed that second half over, though, you oh, might be sweating trouble. a little bit because you only got 13 points. That second half total, by the way, was 40 and a half. They had scored 49, so 89 and a half was adjusted. 13 nothing so far, AFC nearing the end of the third quarter. I want to go back to something in the conversation we just had with Doug Crawlstein here. Hopefully you're able to, to listen to it. And that was... He had mentioned, and we always talk about the, the tax on the quarterbacks for prop scenarios. There is, because mm-hmm. we know the general public, much like playing overs, wants to play over for yards totals prop bets for quarterbacks. And Doug said he has not bet it yet, but he did lean to the overs here for both quarterbacks. 276 and a hook for Burrow, 
279.5 for Stafford. I kind of understand that logic, Wes, because we mentioned Ben don't break defenses. Right. Right. So you don't need the touchdowns per se. You just need the yards. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of cushion for these teams, both of them, right, in the intermediate passing game. And they have a lot of guys like the Cooper Cups, obviously like like the Chases that can go over the top. And then you have the Odell Beckham Juniors. I mean, they've got guys on each side that can find either the deep yep. or the intermediate inter- intermediate routes. I got to think that those, even though they're normally taxed that way, probably the better lean is to the overs. Well, I mean, it depends on how you think the game is going to play out. Look, if this is a lopsided game, then you're going to have maybe the team that's obviously with the deficit throwing the ball and that could obviously play in the cases of the props. I mean, the, the number, you know, people are saying, okay, they expect this is going to be a close game. The odds makers are not necessarily predicting the outcome of the game. Right. They are putting a number out there that they think that the market is going to bet. And the misnomer kind of is like, oh, they want to be 50-50. Now, Mike Perano pointed it out yesterday from the Mandalay Bay that – yeah, for the Super Bowl, we want to be a little bit more closer to the equilibrium and we don't want to be lopsided. But books will take positions if they do think that they have the best of it. So when you hear like mainstream media say, oh, they want to be 50 50 because they get the juice, not if they think they got the best of it. They'll be 70 30 if they sure. think they're on the right side of it. So absolutely keep that in mind. But you're right. Uh, all these, most of these offensive props with the quarterbacks and the receivers, they're going to get bets to the over. And like we talked about with Vinny Maiulo at the top of the show, the real money hadn't even come in yet. It's going to start coming in when people get to town on Thursday. All right, so we've got some uh, drama, uh, certainly at Pebble Beach. We're going to keep an eye on. When we come back, we're going to talk some NBA as well for some tips getting ready to go there. But again, Howard Bender is going to join us from Sirius XM next hour. Tank Williams at the top of the next hour and Patrick Everson. So we got a lot to get to. So don't go anywhere. Keep listening right here to the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.